This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 47 of your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and the downright bizarre aspects of life, as we have conversations with people from all over the world. Well, it looks like Australia keeps spiralling into the 1984 Orwellian nightmare. Despite Australia voting against a voice to Parliament, the Labor government have just signed our country up to the United Nations Declaration of Rights of Indigenous Peoples. That's right, UNDRIP. The major thing that caused people to vote no in the first place is happening anyway. In addition, in addition to this, Katie Gallagher, the Australian Minister of Finance, has tabled a digital ID bill to Parliament. To help discuss this further, I'm joined by the long-time listener and my mate, the Tropical Canadian himself, Wade. Welcome, Wade. Thanks, Hank. Hank, my mate, the, uh, what did I say, the shadow band Simpson himself. Shadow band. I've, before actually recording this episode, I've had like an hour of issues with my computer internet running all kinds of fuckery going on so now it's happening physically in my space not just on the digital platform (sighs) you're you're definitely on the you're definitely on the list ginger's always the first on the list mate along with gypsies always the reds wow the disinformation and misinformation bill what's your takeaway from that first Mate, I, I, I love the episode you did last week. I did. I told you I listened to that at six o'clock uh, Friday morning last week. That was um, pretty interesting with the ladies you had on there. Um, whilst we know it's it's diabolical as a whole, I'm not totally convinced it's the be all and end all of what they're trying to get to. I still think, and I think I've I think I've said this to you in the past. I still think it's a stepping stone to the their final step. And I think it's um, it's got people up in a frenzy, which I'm really glad it has. Uh, and the ladies last week did a bang-up job of, of conveying that to people. I just think there's something, something there that is not quite as definitive as we think it is, if that makes sense. It does. It's almost like it's one jigsaw piece in amongst many other things that are needed for it to be pulled off. Because on its face, as is, I don't think they could get it through and I don't think it would have the teeth they imply it to have without other things going along. And just so happens that we're talking about digital IDs, which could be one of those pieces that fits into it. So Australia has proposed a digital ID, God, as far back as 2003, 2006. It actually fell under the Morrison government they proposed 100 points of ID like you would need for a driver's license, essentially a license to operate and be on the internet. 
And now we've seen our finance minister of all people table this, which if she's tabling that, that just makes my mind leap straight into CBDCs and digital tokens. Why else would a finance minister be putting something like that on the table unless they had this grand plan of actually tracking people's internet usage, who's on the internet, and then later denying them access to said money based on their, their, what they say on the internet and their search history? Well, mate, that's that's not a leap too far um, when you think about it. So, as I mentioned, you know, my thoughts on the, the dismiss bill, uh, whilst dollar diabolical in its premise, um, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's 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 a piece of the puzzle for the whole thing, and then they've jumped to the the digital ID bill, which is is very much similar to uh, the American people their Restrict Act. Um, you know, the hundred points of ID. And then you've got the finance minister who can barely add one plus one, pushing her bits and pieces. And the logical next step is the CBDC, which you would you would suggest ties into both the digital ID and the um, shit. Lost my train of thought. And the um, yeah, you're right, gum. Lost it. Lost it. But, Far too hot yeah, up in it's, Queensland it's, it's today, the, mate. Mate, 36 degrees has fried everyone in Queensland today. It was it was horrendous. And 13 and raining here. And for more weather, yes. let's go to. No, um, <laughs> I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's It seems like it's all these little pieces slowly falling into place. And they're all coming off like stage left. Like since the start of The Voice, I was saying from the get-go, as important as it was, it was just a distraction from... Well, it was the dismiss bill, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. And sorry, my computer's doing crazy things again. It actually removed me from my site. There we go. It's, uh, <laughs> geez, I thought it crashed it again. God damn. Um, yes, it was. It is the dismiss bill in itself. So it distracted people away from that so they could bring it in. But the irony is the government's peddling so much misinformation and disinformation themselves. It's like they're gaslighting the population with where people that are wrong and what they're saying is correct. It's the premise of wrong think and the Orwellian nightmare that was told in 1984. Well, that's that's the best way to put it. And the, the funny thing is I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people now start and quote things from 1984 that, you know, people like yourself and I have, have researched for years. Oh, you know, this wrong think or the group think or the thought police. I'm like, you could see that coming years ago guys like this is now the the point of the sword of that train of thought of people to get there so you know the thought police now some of the things that you and i talk about behind the scenes we have a laugh at but if it was in public you know a a public forum the outcry from some of the snowflakes out would be diabolical whoa hang on calm down we're literally just having a conversation here bouncing ideas back and forward but the 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 thought police would be there before we got a chance to even say it. I think this has always been the idea that that social Marxism that's been going on that how do you create a generation of snowflakes that we see today? The educational systems had a huge part to play in that, but it sets the tone for social discourse that is no longer allowed because it's hateful or it's it's bigoted. So you're removing all these elements of what you would consider free speech, even though Australia only has an implied freedom of speech. 
it removes it from the table and then allows the mechanism of governments to push through things that they deem are okay or things that they've planned in the in the first place. Yeah, you 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 spot on there. And and the funny thing is, when when you think about it as a whole, the idea of the thought police and wrong think and groupthink, groupthink by itself is a way for social policing of people's thought process. You know what I mean? Like we all see the memes where, you know, if only you just stood up, you know, if there's, if there's 1200 police in Queensland, well, mate, there's, there's 3 million in Southeast Queensland. Like the, the pop, the population could overrule the so-called rulers. But if you can get the population to do the policing for you via social think tanks, we fucked. And I've got a great analogy. So when I was doing my Bachelor of Education, um, my dual degree, I remember going toe-to-toe with a lecturer who just did my head in. She was a Canadian. She was very woke. And it was an entire unit about healthy eating, which I totally agree with. Like homegrown food and healthy eating, it's important. Fresh produce, all that type of stuff. But she made a very big keynote of, we have to remove the idea of choice. We need to get rid of tuck shops. We have to remove the ability for children to even have access to meat pies, sausage rolls, because it's our obligation to socially engineer the future that we want. And I put my hand up and I said, who's we? Oh, us, we, you know, the intellectuals. I've gone, you just have no idea what society you live in, do you? You've got this objective idea that you're better than everyone else and that's it. So social engineering is a buzzword that gets used within academia already. But who's socially engineering those people to think that way? That's the bigger question. Mate, I I have to admit I am royally offended by that person attacking the Aussie pie. I mean, there are certain things you can do, but when you attack an Aussie pie that we all lead at all our football codes, that is sacrilege. And I tell you what, if she comes to the beer... We'll have we'll have words, but you know you you're right. Like the social engineering of people, and, and probably the, the the best topic at the minute is the the topic of veganism versus the carnivores. And at the moment, carnivores seem to be coming out on top. So that thought of when you have a conversation with someone, you would never be able to have a conversation with that person now. You say, "Hey, listen, have you seen this?" This is the information coming out here from these guys, and they're showing evidence and data to back it up. Um, I've actually got a, an episode of of Mr. Rogan with Dr. Sean Baker logged for tomorrow to watch because I'm fascinated by the idea of that. But the fact that they are getting so challenged by the intellectuals for that's wrong. Well, the amount of people who are changing their lives by something that hasn't been mainstream ever, these people are now going, hey, I don't give a rat's ass what the intellectuals tell me. I've got first-hand experience of this is working. So the fact that you can't have that conversation and have a, a genuine, you know, a genuine debate with someone with uh, uh, no animosity, just a conversation, that is where I believe society's gone wrong. Now, I had at a Christmas party on Saturday night just gone. At the party were some very high-level politicians in Queensland. And I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, this, this is interesting. And one person I got into a discussion with was a doctor. Okay, sweet, yep. And his this doctor's wife was very much, oh, is you? 
kind of lean right. I, said, I don't lean anyway. I said, the truth is the truth. You can't twist it. One plus one equals two, no matter, you know, one plus one equals two. doesn't matter how many gay flags you put on it. She said, oh, you need to have a chat with my husband. Why is that? She said, oh, you need to school him. I'm like, you're married to this guy. She said, oh, yeah, but some of the shit he talks about, I'm like, so you guys don't have this conversation in your home? Oh, no, no, that that just ends in fights. I'm like, married people can't have that conversation to to discuss these things. At what point does it allow societal people like, uh, you know, if you and I weren't friends to have a discussion without getting into, you're a bigot, you're a racist, as the new catch right, you're a Nazi, you're anti-Semitic. If you can't have a conversation with someone, there is no point. And I think I think that's what some of this dismiss bill and some of this digital ID is leaning to is that full separation of speech between people. I think you're right that it has done a really good job of even policing itself, like you said earlier, where people won't even date or see other people of a differing political opinion or social view of the way the world works. They have to be exactly in alignment with a lot of things so they don't even bother having a partner anymore. That's why we see so many single young men and single women into the late 40s that finally realise when the ovaries are drying up, shit, maybe I was wrong and I should have just got that tradie off the side who didn't like all this stuff. But I can't believe you are suggesting that Neanderthal man out of the caves wasn't hunting down herds of lettuce and destroying packs of carrots. Are you suggesting that Neanderthal man wasn't a vegetarian? What I'm suggesting, and I'm, I'm not stating this as a fact, I'm suggesting that he didn't go hunting hunting alive kale. Oh. That's that's exactly what a heteronormative bigot would say, Wade. I hope you know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go and shave off my flavour saver like, oh, mate, A off. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, like that's a that's a really hot topic at the minute and, probably getting off topic here, but that that is a hot topic that is in debate across all platforms everywhere because you have people now, Dr. Sean Baker, I don't know if you'd know him too well, the guy's a giant and there is not an ounce of fat on him. I'm like, okay, this guy's a he's a, a fine specimen of a human. He looks after himself and he eats a, a typically meat and whole food diet. I'm like, well, okay, so who's going to tell him that that's not healthy? I mean, the, the guy's got fuck all body fat. He's six foot something. He's a giant. Um, okay, you go and tell him to eat 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 fucking vegan. But you know that he the fact that he had a an interview with Joe Rogan and the people on Twitter have attacked him for it. I'm like okay, well, why don't you guys say well let's have a sit down, let's put something out there for people to to ask a heap of questions and we'll come up with our discussion points. No, it's it's more about them attacking the other side rather than proving their own side. It's it's the same with a lot of things we've faced over the last, I don't know, three to five years. This is probably such a hot topic, and it ties back to this as well with misinformation, disinformation, because veganism or um, being a vegetarian to a lesser degree, that also ties back to the Agenda 2030 goals of sustainability where, you know, Cow farts are heating the planet up. You can't have those cows farting. So if we don't eat meat, we're going to reduce those greenhouse emissions. It all comes back to a central source. And you can see why disinformation, misinformation bill would be so great for that. Because then they could say, 
what they want people to to believe in. They could say, you know, red meat that isn't a good source of iron. That's misinformation. The best source of iron is a piece of broccoli. Or um, the essential fats you need, that's from an avocado. You don't need essential fats from actual live animals. That's that's barbaric. So they can set the tone for what is truthful and what is not. And that's the most dangerous part about it. But I yeah. still I still can't get to the point that this referendum was all for naught. For for a little while there, I fell back into that that almost statehood. A position mm. where a vote won and the people actually spoke about things and they got the voices out. They spoke to people who didn't normally hear this type of thing and they voted on it and th- it got along the line. It was a majority. And then for the government to just turn around and enact the exact thing we're fighting against, that's the biggest kick in the guts. It begs the question, when you look at that, now Now we did, how many? Ep- I don't know how many episodes you did on The Voice, but we spoke about that and and... You know, the other guys, Stella, um, you know, Lyra, everyone noted who, has anyone done any digging or whatnot, the UN DRIP principles are diabolical as they are written. Now, uh, when, I, when I saw that come out today, when you and I shared that, we're like, okay. The first thing I thought is, what were they trying to get through then through the voice referendum if they've simply just implemented the UN DRIP principles anyway? I'm like, and I started to, you know, get a little bit antsy and going, hang on, what did I miss? What, what, what did what did we miss that we were so focused on the UN drip principles and, you know, the other things that, that Lyra was talking about? It's like, okay, what did we miss? Because that was the big thing of what was behind the voice and it was pushed by the Labor side and the, the yes side. They've still gone and implemented it now. What did we miss? That's and actually I, I, horrifying I thought, isn't me, it? Yeah, I can't for the life of me think what it is that we missed. And I'm like, oh, shit, what have we missed here? And if Lyra missed something, we're all screwed because she went that far down the rabbit hole. She's coming out with rabbit ears at this point. Oh, mate, she's the Easter Bunny. I, 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 don't, think I've any, I don't think I've ever seen a person dig and do so much correlating of, of topics as what she did. And... If for some reason that she has missed something, we're fucked. I'd like to think that maybe it was kind of that that karmic balance. They had to ask permission first, and then they didn't get the permission from us to do it, and they just went with it anyway, kind of like our vampire has to let you in. They gave Mm. us the option of doing it, but the option was really decided anyway. I'd hope that's the case, and we haven't missed anything, but if we have... That's I hope, very, I hope very right. daunting because a lot of that stuff is, it's next level. I don't think people quite understand the limits and the power the UN have over a nation once they've signed the undrip documents. Well, it, you know, we've read through it so many different times and we've, we've we've put it out to people, we've shown people, and it comes back to it comes back to the same two points, numbers twenty six and twenty seven. If they implement those two alone, it's it's just, you know it's the two it's the two needles in the haystack that we found that we're going oh shit if those two are implemented well <laughs> the dismiss bill is is moot at that point. Let's try and put all this together though because it's quite scattered. It's all over the place. Each part forms a bigger picture. So you've got the dismiss bill. You've got the digital ID bill. You potentially got CBDCs, which come out of that. 
You've got I think it's un- potentially. Well, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. here because <laughs> I just believe in government so much. Um, we've got that. We've got Undrip now, which is a given. It's signed up. It's here. You, you can't easily get rid of that. The next government that getting could get rid of it, but I seriously doubt that. We've got all these things coalescing coming together now. Let's paint that grim, very dark picture. It's almost like the screen picture with the person going, oh. What does this mean when you've got all of this coming together and each individual piece is horrific and wields a certain amount of power? Together, it's like Thanos bringing all the Infinity Stones together. Like each stone has its own power, but together it creates the Infinity Gauntlet, which can create the snap. What's the snap going to be for democracy? The complete demolition of democracy? Does that mean we go into the smart cities and we live in the pods and we eat the bugs? How far does it go with all this together? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, we've we've all spoken about this numerous times in the past. COVID seemed to be a a quick stepping stone to implement so many things very rapidly because it just wasn't progressing as as fast as they thought it would. COVID come along and they noted that, holy shit, most of the people would go along without question, okay? Over three years, people started to push back. The next thing, you know, was obviously the voice. Now, this, this is, we're speaking Australia, holy and solely. He was the voice. The next thing was the dismiss bill. Now we're talking the digital ID. We spoke about all that during COVID. Um, that was all up in the air and, you know, you were called a tinfoil hat wearing kook. Um, you know, okay, well, I'm still waiting on about, I think, 96,000 apologies, but beside the point. But all of that stuff is now being shown in front of everything, it's like, well, okay, you know, the meme out there, don't ask me how I knew, ask me how you didn't. You know, it was all out there. Everyone could see it. Um, but you're right. It, it it almost is identically to Thanos' snap. Now, the amount of times that I sit here these days and I agree with Thanos, is it's getting more and more every day. Um, but, you know, one piece here, one piece there, that puzzle slowly comes together. And if it gets all the stones in a line, well, you've, a lot of the sheep out there will just not realise it's been done because they're not going to pay attention. Uh, and they just, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll just go along with it. The next thing, oh, shit, I want to go and buy a carton of beer this weekend. No, no, you've had your allowance for the month. What do you mean I've had my allowance for the month? And I don't realise it's been implemented. To the point where, oh, what do I do now? Too late, mate. You, you you didn't take notice when you should have. You know, the people that you were calling kooks and tinfoil hat wearers, they literally did more to try and help you and save your life than the government did that you defended all those years. The scary thing about all of this is, and I've said it many times and you've said similar things, and I think everyone in America understands that Australia is a testing ground for the new world order, whatever you want to call it, the cabal, the shadow government, lizard people. I don't care what you call them. They don't like us and they want us under their boot. This, them, the they that we keep speaking about, Australia is a perfect testing ground for all of this. So all these pieces have come together. Let's pretend that there's some kind of a draconian future for Australia where it's almost like Oceania from 1984 
Australia has such a low population and is so spread out geographically that you could have small, genuine uprisings. And if you couldn't actually get the message out on the internet, on social media, you can't warn people. But because Mm. of our distribution and our small population size, those uprisings could be quashed very quickly and no one would ever know about it. Yeah, well, that's that's the... um... You know the the utopia YouTube ten minute video that most people would have seen. The only way you get to tell people is you go and hide in your bathroom, and you got a, a bottle of wine stashed in the you know in the top level of the system. It's the same sort of thing. It, it becomes a pay to play scenario. So when people go, okay, yeah, I'm going to pay my government a hundred bucks a month to use my internet. It's like, well, you and I are going to go. Well, I'm not fucking paying that. Not giving you guys any more money. The pay to play becomes giving and granting permission for people to do the things that they're doing to them incrementally. You know, pay to play driver's license is already here. It'll pay to play internet. We, we, it will be what's the digital ID. You know, America has the restrict act. It, it, it will become a pay to play thing and that pay to play will be based on a CBDC rolling into a universal basic income, you it's not a monetary thing. It's a its a permission-based thing. So you're not giving them $100 because they don't need the $100 because they're giving you your $5,000 a month, UBI. You're giving them $100 of permission, you know, 100, 100 points of promissory notes in permission to let them have restrictions on you. Now, you know, we, we, between us, we would probably know, you know, 100, 200 people that would absolutely stand up against that. But at that point, we roll into, you know, Dennis Leary's group in Demolition Man. Yeah, and and this is that the, the mission aspect. I love how you mentioned that because that's already been in play with what you consider woke entertainment. It's pay to play. People pay to have Disney Plus and see the woke bullshit that's on there. People play, uh, pay to play the idea of Netflix. All these things that impact culture and drive the way social engineering works and how people think, that's already happened. So what happens when we don't have access to the internet? People can't listen to this podcast. Well, you're only getting one message and one point of view across. And then that's going to force that social change and the social think, the group think, it's going to escalate dramatically because there's no opposition at that point. Yeah, well, you you know, you don't even have to call it opposition. You just have to call it a variant. You know what I mean? Like if 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 the government through that, you know, the digital ID says, okay, from now on, we're going to tell you one plus one is three. We don't even have to be in opposition. You go, well, hey, you know, is it really? You know, could it be this? You know, I'm just thinking about this. Well, instantly you're out. Like, well, okay, that's not a really good thing because at some point, and you all fall into lockstep. Well, where is the where is the discourse that keeps the accountability to the you know the feudal lords? And uh, this is what brings society to a a, a dead to a, a dead set stop. It's like they're putting the brakes on. If you don't have the ability to have genuine discussions, intercourse, disagree on things, swap ideas, challenge people's thinking. Inspiration doesn't happen. 
that light bulb moment won't happen for lots of people. We're going to see potentially, if we're not reliant on AI by that point, a technological stalemate, a societal stalemate. Things won't expand and grow the way they have over the past century. And that's all due to not having conversations. I don't think people can can really, I think they underestimate the ability that stopping speech has on a society and, a, well, and an empire. Like look at the Anglo-American empire that we currently live in now. Yeah. Everything has a shelf life. We're coming to the end of that shelf life now. If this Orwellian nightmare future takes over and we don't have that ability for growth, we're going to be living in what we would consider third world scenarios because there won't be people skilled enough to maintain the energy grid. There won't be people skilled enough to go into medicine. There won't be people skilled enough to care for their fellow human being because they're just so fixated on survival. Yeah, well, you, you find that now. Like, there, There's a drastic skills shortage in Western societies everywhere you go. Um Mate, we we cannot find for the life of us people to fill, you know, trade qualified roles in the company that I work for, and you know exactly what you said comes back to the Pleasantville scenario in the movie Pleasantville. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's the most utopian society. Everyone's happy. Everything's great. Everything's br- brilliant. No one misses a shot at basketball. Nothing goes wrong. But it's not. It really isn't. Then all of a sudden when someone's given an option to choose a different path, they want to take it straight off the bat without question. The more people push back, they find that, hey, this maybe isn't the right way to go. And as, you know, ideally the the they that we talk about want people to go from the coloured society to that black and white and grey Pleasantville scenario. Now, that coming out of that, grey area into that coloured society breeds, you know, whilst graffiti, you can call it whatever you want, it breeds that artistic expression. You know, people can do, play different sports, people can do different things. It, it, it does what you said and gives that artistic faction a leg up where if you squash that, that's a lot of joy out of everyone's lives gone. There's a danger in all of this too, because I think we instantly go to all of this is happening and it's going to be that Marxist, socialist, fascist kind of Frankenstein bastard child idea of a future where we're all wearing jumpsuits and we live in those pods and that very futuristic one. But I often think sometimes maybe that's been done on purpose so it can usher in an extremely authoritarian right-wing approach to this. And then we lose the good elements of progressivism that's happened over, say, the past 200 years. And we go back to this idealistic view, like a Pleasantville, and everything's hunky-dory, white picket fences. We go back to a very traditional way of life, which, you know, a lot of people in our sphere would think, that God, that'd be fucking fantastic. But what kind of mayhem and horror would have to happen for aspects of that to occur? Parts of it, yeah, that's great. But on the whole, I don't think people quite appreciate how dangerous a solely right-wing approach to society could could have. Yeah, uh, you know, we're seeing the we're seeing the very extreme left idea of society at the minute. You know, we're we're bordering on the Weimar Republic, really. Um, you know, you and I've spoken about that numerous times. Like we're 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 nearly there. 
we're almost at the full Weimar Republic as we speak. Now, the complete opposite end of the spectrum, that's no better. You know, that, that is that is no better. Now, you have, you know, the Pleasantville analogy, the totally conservative right-wing setup, whilst they make that look fantastic in um, society, it makes you question what kind of shit was hidden in that society that we don't know about because people, they didn't want to abide by that sort of stuff as it went anyway. It's the same now where people don't want to abide by the left, so they don't do it any public and they just, oh, okay, we're going to do this by stealth here. That has to happen on the other side too. People can't be, you know, can't be thinking that that doesn't happen the other way. It fucking does. So I'm not, I'm with you. I'm, I do not think an extreme right conservative option of that is any better at all. And I'll and make that very clear to a lot of people right now. And don't get me wrong. Like what happened in Weimar Republic happened for a reason. There was a certain type of book they were burning and history doesn't tell us about that. But it's the idea of how that could be weaponized today. And I think that's almost, I read a document ages ago, and forgive me because I can't recall the name of it at the moment, but it's the idea of the the New World Order. One of the plans was they destabilized the West so much through social Marxism and all this progressive wokeism that's occurring, they force society's hands to revolt, push back, overthrow the government's, and then something new, authoritarian and shiny steps in because people ask for it. They need it. There's too much chaos going on. We need some control and we need some order. And at that point, we're, we're giving them the ultimate permission. We're giving them what we're trying to fight against. Yeah, and that, and that seems to be the thing. that You know, the the progressive left as they are at the minute or extreme left of whatever you want to call them are opting for, well... They're actually not. It's it's the other way. The the left back in the sixties wanted no wars, no government, no nothing. Now they want government control. They want wars. They like whoa, what happened here? Who who flipped the switch? Now when you think about that, that's not a great necessarily thing to be in. Yet when you talk to someone who's very right leaning, they still want a thousand wars, and they say oh, we want less government. Okay, do you want to get rid of government? Oh no no, we don't want to get rid of government. Well, you 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 want actually the same things as these guys over here, but they just want to wear a dress as a dude doing it. It's just wrapped in a different package. Yeah. So one so, people, one group wants Pepsi, the other side wants Coke. It's the same goddamn drink. Yeah, it, and that's that's the thing is you, you can't you can't get them to understand that hey, they want government intervention, they want wars. You want the same thing. You just don't want to let them wear a dress doing it. It's like, well, you know, fuck. If you want to, you want a war. You go and fight it. Don't bring me into it, and, and don't don't bring the people over there into it. If you want a war, you go and fucking fight it. It's you know, that's like that. That's a that's a stretch, but it's both sides still want wars. They still want control over other countries any way you slice it. You know, the left went mad for Ukraine. The right went mad for Russia. Now the left are going mad for Hamas and Palestine and the and the I would say the right, but it's more the retards are going going for the old, old neocons. Star of David's mates. So you know, and you I had someone attack me the other day going, You're a fucking Muslim sympathizer. I'm like, 
you know what I mean? So I've I literally have had fights with cousins of mine who are Muslims. Well, you're a, you're a, you know you're a, you're a Jew sympathizer, mate. I fucking hate them more than anyone. But you can't explain the differences to people without them jumping on a bandwagon side and go, "You hate this, you hate that." It's like, mate, you guys need help. This is this is a space you can't be in in what you would say the truth of community or freedom community that very rarely can you take that bird's eye view, that thousand foot view and look down and look at things objectively and pull apart both sides because one side's going to call you a, a Zionist shill. The other side's going to call you a terrorist sympathizer. You can't win because they both want you on their perspective. They're not willing to listen to anything else. This whole conversation actually reminds me of a little bit of cinema gold, which I don't know if you've seen, Wade. The Sean Aston film, Harrison Bergeron, the 1995 science fiction film. I can't have it. Can't say I have. Mate, you're going to have to watch it. It's literally has the premise of society got to such a level where it collapsed, like in our timeline. And the only way that they could rebuild society was hearkening back to a simpler time. And that simpler time was the 1950s. And in this 1950s world, nobody's allowed to watch television. Nobody's allowed to use the internet. They've gone back to like a almost a, a 1950s level, but without the cinema, no films. And there's little underground groups of people that watch VHSs and CDs and DVDs from the 90s and the 2000s to figure out what culture is. So it's got the dismiss bill in there. It's got the digital ID and the elites of the world that control all of this. They have their elaborate libraries and they're allowed to go through that culture and experience that entertainment, but their plebs aren't. Wow. So much, so much so. Every single person wears a headset that tracks and dumbs their brain down, which looks eerily a lot like Neuralink. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to have to bookmark that video and, and go and watch that. That's That's got me got me uh, curious now. But you, you're right. The, the dumbing down of society has gone probably the wrong way we thought it would have 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like 10 years ago, if you and I have, were having this conversation, we thought that we would have thought the dumbing down of society would have gone back to, uh, I'm an office worker. I do this. I go home. I do this. Now it's complete opposite. They've fried people's brains to the point where I can be a cat. I can do this. I can identify as this. I can, like, they've overloaded it almost with, you know, oversensitized people's brains and turned them into fucking mush. They they lack critical thinking on both sides of the spectrum. You know, I'm, I'm not aiming this at the left. I'm, you know, so many people on the right that you and I have both been attacked by the same people on Twitter over this Hamas Israel thing. It's like, well, hang on. I've just simply pointed out to you something that you left out of your conversation and get royally attacked. I'm like, how do you lack that brain capacity to go, whoa, shit, is that real? Like, if, if that's real... Show me, and I'll I'll recant my statement. I'm like, I don't want you to recant your statement, but just know that what you're spouting, if you're not spouting the whole thing, you leave yourself open to someone who's done a little bit more digging. Uh, like there was a a lady that you and I had battles with. She posted something on Twitter last night, and it was, you know, foreign aid should basically now be called um, terrorist pay packets or something like that. And I simply, I simply commented and said, you mean like the billions that America gives Israel every year? Poof, gone. Fuck, okay. I guess you're not allowed to say that, right? So 
when you point out those sort of things that, okay, if you're making a statement, remember, could cover your guys, could cover their guys, it could cover both of them. Now, if you don't, leave yourself open to hypocrisy of not shilling the truth, which is the dismiss shit. Where do we go to, though? That's the question. Because as much as, even though I said earlier on, the referendum, it really hooked me back into thinking that democracy was a real thing. And prior to that, the voice happening and kind of getting caught up in that whole theatre that is the voting system, mm. I knew that both sides are bought, they're sold. I still had this niggling little spark in me that believed democracy was true and right and the people could determine a nation's future. So I'm very blackpilled again. The problem being very blackpilled is it does two good things. It kind of makes you want to pull away from the system, but it also makes you a, a leave me the fuck aloneist, which is what I put down my my voting style as, leave me the fuck alone, which no party exists, which is pretty unfair. Yeah. But the danger in a leave me the fuck aloneist is no one's actively there to stop what's happening because you're kind of so blackpilled on it, you don't think it can stop. Like, we voted for this not to happen, but it's happened. We spoke to people about this is what's going to happen. They didn't believe us. The government told us that we were spreading misinformation for even suggesting it was linked to UNDRIP, and now they've signed UNDRIP. So what is the way out for this? Mate, I, I don't know, to be honest. And how you've just explained it is is almost explaining myself in a nutshell, like, kind of got sucked into the, yeah, democracy won again. Although I'm a sceptic by nature because history tells us scepticism is normally true. Um, You know, a lot of people are are calling for, yep, can't wait for the Nuremberg 2.0 over COVID. And I'm like, you know, only five people got charged, right? Like, oh, you know, we're going to have this and that. I'm like, history tells us nothing's going to happen. So on the, the, the voice come in and, and I think I, I, said, I said to you when you got us to predict our points, and I said to you, I said it will be a complete reverse of the gay marriage plebiscite. And it was. It was 61.39. It was, it was exactly the reverse of that figure. I'm like, yeah, that got, that, that got you a merch hoodie. Well done. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's 36 degrees and I love that. It's it's it was it was too perfect to be true, and when when that happened, I went, ah, oh, fuck, here we go again. You know that that kind of threw me off. That yeah, okay, democracy didn't fucking win. Yeah, so I don't know where we go because after that, and you know, we saw the last two days they launched the digital ID, signed us up to to UN Drip, and I'm just like, what's the fucking point? But and, and as all these years. A lot of people, oh, yeah, way the conspiracy theorists. And if they had an inkling, they would ask something and whatnot. But now you get a lot of people going, you know, you're really passionate about this. Why? I'm like, mate, I have a, I have a 13-year-old. If I don't stay in the fight, what hope has my kid got that the fight will be worth it when she gets older? And my, my dad raised that with me a, a couple of months ago. He said, you really have become very passionate about this. I said, yeah, I have. And he said, why? Why have all of a sudden you become so passionate about it? I said, Dad, I said, I have a 13-year-old daughter. I have a 12-year-old niece. I have a 10-year-old, uh, sort of a 12-year-old nephew, a 10-year-old niece, 
and a seven-year-old niece. You guys aren't out there fighting for them. So if I don't, who is going to fight for my daughter and my nieces and nephews? Because you guys aren't. And he kind of sat back and he went, you know what? He said, I probably never looked at it like this. He said, but you're right. You're 100% right. I said, so, you know, maybe think about that next time when someone's trying to show you something and don't just fob them off and go, hey, maybe we just take a quick listen and have a think about it as we walk away afterwards. He said, yep, yep, that actually makes sense. I'm like, okay, fuck, if I can get my old man to think like that, all we have to do is one or two other people go, hey, don't just write it off. Just have a think about what was said. Walk away and go, okay, that actually does make some sense. You know, people don't have to fight about it like we do and, you know, start a podcast and post shit online all the time. But conversations with people can do wonders if you just have a conversation and don't yell at them. And I, th- I think that's a really good point that you came to because even at an individual level, like if you don't have skin in the game of kids in the next generation, it's still the Plato's cave analogy. Once you know they're scaring the shit out of you with shadows, you can't take put the blindfold back on. Once you know, you know. And that's probably the most confronting part people get to. And they either go one of two ways, three ways, actually. They either try to live their life pretending that they didn't see it. They either become very angry and bitter and become the people that say we need to have nooses and kill all the politicians, those types of people. Or like you said, you have to talk to people. And I think talking to people is the only real way to kind of push back against this to the point where you get that hundredth monkey effect where there's so many Mm. people that know what's going on there could be a non-violent solution because I'm so burnt out and pissed off about a lot of the people within our freedom and truth community that for at least 10 years or less, if it's they started during COVID, are banging on about how it's common law, the constitution's illegal, all we have to do is say no, non-compliance, and then we have to dismantle the government. We've got the power and the mechanisms at our disposal. Yeah, that is fantastic and great in theory, but they still always obfuscate the main point that it doesn't matter if what they say is true, the government has the ultimate form of power in force. They have the the yep. legal air quotes right to use deadly force to enforce the things that they want to do. They've got the monopoly on violence. We can't stop that. We're an unarmed, underpopulated country. It's never going to change. And these are the same people who always, always push that message of when are people going to be pussies and stand up and go out and fight these people in the streets? Yet they're never the people that lead by example. Mm-hmm. They are the definition of Brutus. Nobody wants to be the first person to stab Julius Caesar in the back. Yeah. They're more than yeah. happy for other people to go out and destroy their lives by getting arrested as a cooker or a conspiracy theorist, but they're more than happy to keep spreading that message forever because yeah. it's great clickbait. Oh, and you know what? It, it, it really drums up a following of people in the hope that someone somewhere is going to file a lawsuit with the High Court of Australia that tomorrow they're going to wake up and the Constitution's dismantled, the government's dismantled, and they wake up and they don't have to pay tax. Okay, that's great. I mean, I'm all for that. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would be, but when you wake up tomorrow morning, okay, who got to pay my tax? I still have to pay for the roads. I still have to pay for tolls. And Albanese is still the fuckwit in charge of the country. So that hopium that they keep sending to people, whilst great, it's ill-advised, ill-informed, and it does nothing 
to help the actual cause. Yeah, it's the Australian version of the Q movement. It is, but I think it's uniquely Australian that our truth, the community, I'd say is the majority of those people. And they have such big platforms in this country. It's very quite concerning because not only are they pushing this idea, which very well could be true. I'm not dismissing it offhand by any means. And God, I wish it is true because then there's an actual mechanism for us. But they're still pushing it through the lens of only violence can get us out of this situation. And historically, that may be correct. But the fact that they're still not willing to be the first person to do it themselves, that should raise alarm bells for people. Massive alarm bells. Well, it comes back to the, to, uh, I, was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine before we kicked off, and it comes back to the same thing. Those people who are all pushing that um, movement and the, you know, the counterfeit government and all that sort of stuff, there isn't an alpha male amongst them. Now, the society's been, been dumbed down that much. The alpha male almost doesn't exist. Now, when I was talking to my mate about it, he's just like, you know what? He said, you're spot on. The alpha male were the people that we sent to war because you know what? The alphas are the ones you want leading your pack. These people now, if you're going to have a look at any of you, look at any politician in Australia, bar maybe one or two, they're all beta males. There, There isn't an alpha in charge of anything anymore. So these people in that movement, and whilst I'm not attacking anyone, there isn't, there's no alpha in amongst them to say, righto, fuck this, we're on. This is what's happening. We're going to right now and be the first person with his pitchfork or whatever he wants and charge the hill. They don't exist. I think Ricardo Bossi tries to fill that void a little bit, but you, you bang on. You see the American truth and movement and you have what you would consider based alpha males. And they drive it. They're good-looking. They're well-spoken men. They have traditional values. They have a platform. Australia, unfortunately, the majority of our truthers are either intellectual, very well-spoken women, which isn't a bad thing, but there's no real strong males. And the males that you do see, unfortunately, this is me being classist at all, they are dead-set bogans. They can't speak well. They look like they've been on meth at some point in their life. They don't photograph well. They don't have the media presence to push mm-hmm. something. And that's all I tend to see at the moment. The biggest voices in this country are the most, they seem, it's just their presence makes them seem uninformed and ill-informed. They could be speaking honest truth and be very well researched, but it comes across as being cookerish. Which yeah. is, that's a judgment on my on my part, but it's true. People take you on your face value. And when these people are in their cars, on their phones, talking about how we're five days away from the government being overthrown and Dan Andrews has been arrested and gone to military tribunal, it makes it look worse. Mm. And it's got the biggest following in this country. Well, it's, it's the hopium pill that they, followed by the people that want someone to do it for them. Um, you know, it, it's it's the religious movement. They're waiting for their Messiah to return somewhat. And their Messiah has come in the form of, in America, it's the Q movement with Trump and the White Hats. In Australia, it's waiting for someone to sue the government to get Dan Andrews arrested because of common law, maritime law, all this shit. Someone is waiting for someone else to do it. 
Or now, Indigenous Law, L-O-R-E. Yeah. That's a big one going around. Mate, I, I nearly shook my head off when you sent me that. Um, but it's it's the same thing. It's someone's waiting for someone else to do it. And, you know, you and I have spoken about it numerous times. If we don't do it, no one else is going to. Now, that doesn't mean we, we, we storm the castle, but what we're doing now is, hey, we're doing something, guys. We're, we're trying to show you what it is. Don't just go, oh, yep, you know, have, have common law things and this and that, and, you know, and in Justinian times this was done and they changed this, they changed. Okay, great. What are you doing about it? Well, I'm just letting you know. Okay, that's great. I could have fucking told you that. What are you doing about it? You know, and there's a guy in in Victoria. Don't want to don't want to say his name. You and I have spoken about him before. He's sued so many different people and and gets thrown out all the time. And when COVID come along, group of people started spreading. This guy sued Daniel Andrews, and he'll be done with this and this and this. Week went by. I'm like. Okay, guys, what's happening? And it's nothing. And people jump on that bandwagon of hopium that someone else is going to do it. They're waiting for someone else to do it. And it's just like you just need to go out, sort your own shit out, look after yourself, and if you can talk a couple of people into opening their eyes a little bit further, that's a win. Yeah, and I think for the Americans, they have to contextualise what the uh, Australian Truth and Movement would look like. Imagine the cast of Tiger King had hundreds of thousands of followers and they spurred on and spurred out about Q nonsense flat out. Like, I don't dismiss a lot of the stuff in Q, but it's so far gone now. I need some concrete evidence of what's going on. And to this day, I'm still desperately trying to get a, a devout Q person on the show. I've been speaking with a lovely lady who's very honest, very upfront, sends me... um Lots of information, but I still can't connect the dots at this point. And I'm more than happy if I see the dots come together, I'll be the first person to turn around and go, you know what? I was wrong and I'm happy I was wrong. But I don't see it happening. Well, mate, the thing is, if you and I were wrong, it's the greatest thing in history. Exactly. What's There's nothing wrong with being wrong sometimes. It's great. And if we were wrong and this cute shit that turns out to be true... Well, I well, I'm going fuck yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong with the greatest thing ever. No dramas. I was wrong. You guys were right the whole time. Everything keeps changing. Every and you know, and there's that the the mad cue clock at the minute that's going around. Everywhere. Oh yes, I was hoping you'd talk about this. It's a how, fucking merch shop. How many times? How many times has the clock reset now? Well, he'd reset about an hour and a half ago. So <laughs> one of my one of my mates who's a um. How do I explain it? He's probably the smartest guy I know. He keeps sending me shit. He's like, dude, this is a merch shop. This is like two or three days ago. I'm like, no fucking way. He said, it's a merch shop. He went and dug into the webs and all of that shit. It shows $49.99 USD. It shows a shopping cart. It shows a, a, a storefront thing. He said, it's a fucking merch shop. So I've been trolling the shit out of that guy today. He posted something about Frazzle Drip. Oh, an hour and a bit ago, I said, man, that would be the sickest photo to go on a pair of budgie smugglers. I hope you sell them. And it's just like, man, this guy reset the clock three times. So, uh, you know, like, but it's 700-odd comments on every yeah. post. I'm like, fucking retarded. 
And even to you, I said that was just impression farming because if you're yeah. monetized on Twitter or X as it's now known, you can get paid like fortnightly or monthly for that based mm. on your impressions. So if you're posting a lot of that stuff, even the negative impressions he's getting, like what, we, what we're doing, when we comment oh. and try to own that person, we're giving them the impressions to get paid, which is I'm really trying to stop myself from doing. I'm just trying to look at it. Yeah, it even looking at it makes us feel better when we're taking the piece, right? Oh, it does. It's <laughs> What was it? It was nothing can stop what's coming. Nothing can stop the clock from resetting every 24 hours. Yeah, and then the, the first countdown came and went and then like, dude, it's got added 30 hours. Like nothing can stop what's coming again. What? And then it's a bigger that, operation, yeah. Wade. Oh, you don't yeah. understand. Drew, trust the plan. Oh, it's 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 funny. And if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. But now, over the last day, this whoever that is is posting some really crazy shit, like posting frazzle drip stuff, which no one has really been able to or game to touch because it's never been proven either way and posting a heap of things that even normies know that mate can we talk about frazzle drip for a moment the idea that hillary clinton and another person peeled the face off a young girl and drank her blood and ate her live on camera multiple people apparently saw this was leaked onto the web yet not a single person took a screenshot or downloaded it or saved it put it on a hard drive Mm. Probably the biggest video image in recorded history. Yeah. And no one shared that. I can get a nine, sex tape of a celebrity tomorrow, but this, oh, it's yeah. just deleted. No one wants and to watch nine it again. police officers in that department who saw it vomited profusely and all quit the force the next day, yet no one can no one can show those police officers that quit the next day. Like, And then look, I don't doubt that it's possible that it exists, but, you know, and... and and oh, Hillary, you know, fuck, she's done some heinous shit. But there is a limit that that people will go to of what they do. Now, I, I, some of those people probably don't have a friggin' limit. Like, well, even the last two days, Pizzagate's been confirmed. Like, whoa, actually, we were called tinfoil kooks for years for that. Like, now it's fucking proven. Okay, sweet. So, I don't know. <laughs> but it could be. It couldn't be. But just show, show us the proof. It's how far does pizza cake go, though, and to what lengths? Yeah. Because if it, it at their bare minimum, this is me playing devil's advocate, it could have just been a a sex trafficking ring for um, escorts, for politicians. Could be. That in itself is a scandal. If it's for anyone under the age of consent, it's horrific and we were all right. Mm. If it's worse than that and it was trafficking of children for sexual um pedophiles so pedophiles who eat mm. the people after they're done that is dark and demonic yeah how far does it go that's the question i think people get stuck in the weeds a bit and they don't look at it logically and go this is probably the most logical reason here's the evidence that suggests why here's what it could be if it was worse and here's the nuclear option if it's a nuclear option we're all screwed well it's like the um on the back of Pizzagate, everyone jumped on the, you know, Obama bought $60,000 worth of hot dogs for the White House. That is curious, if nothing else. Like, uh, that is, that's strange if you look at it as, as a whole, right? Okay, that's really fucking weird. But those same people 
Now, I'm no fan of Obama. Don't don't fucking get me wrong. Guy can rot in hell. But Trump spends sixty, seventy thousand dollars on Burger King. I mean, right. amongst all that Pizzagate stuff, are burgers and chips and all that the same talking stuff? I mean, you can't have one without the other if you're going to give credence to the whole scenario. You know what, what I mean? What like, is Whopper code for? Yeah, yeah, fat fat kid on seesaw. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and that's the, that's the argument that you and I have with certain people is, yeah, Obama bought sixty thousand dollars worth of hot dogs. That's you know that's pedophile shit. Okay, but Trump bought sixty thousand dollars worth of Burger King. I mean, that's actually referenced in what we knew as the PizzaGate tapes. No, no, he was oh, feed, he was he was feeding the White Hats. Oh gosh, that's what it. he was. He was feeding the White Hats. That's what that was. Underground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it's, oh. it's. If you if you don't laugh, you cry. Really, like logic goes out the window. Speak speak of this this Q merch site that's on Twitter that keeps doing these drops and resetting the clock. Like you said, they've started the frazzle trip, but they've been releasing images of Obama in a boat with a looks like a little Asian girl and some businessman. Yeah, I saw and that. It's like they're starting to ramp up to the whole Epstein stuff now, and they're showing pictures of Epstein with people sitting around him with blurred out faces, like, oh, we're going to remove the blur and mm. show you who they were. We've got the manifest list. That implicates yeah. a lot of people already, and nothing's been done about it. Do we really need oh. Q drops about this now? And, you know, the thing, like, the only the only thing at this point that, that old mate Q could do well, there really is there really isn't anything you do that would surprise people like you you or me. But the only thing he could do is go, "Yep," and I'm gonna say it. Don't laugh, Lady Lady Diana's alive. Lady Diana's alive, and she's married to Donald Trump. Donald Trump married to Donald Trump. It's like that could be the only thing, and she'd be like, "Fuck, really?" I thought, I thought she was married to Robert Robert F Kennedy uh, to Kennedy because he survived Junior. I no, he's. He's being played by 107 and some other guy at this rally and a different guy at this rally, mate. It's a fucking movie, Drew. Oh, it's us all a movie for sure. It's the worst movie in history. And you get the whole, oh, no, that this guy's dead and he's in a military tribunal and he's been taken over by this guy. Well, if that's the case, he's doing a shit fucking job. And this, is where, this is where I agree with the government in some regard and this is just... I hate myself so much. This legitimizes disinformation, misinformation bills. Yeah. Because there are absolutely people out there who are spreading and spinning absolute bullshit, thinking it's gold, doing a rumple stiltskin with this. They know it's not real. And they're mm. saying it is. All for the notoriety or for the ability to be part of a group. They might be people who are very isolated and have no friends and they want to be part of something. So they make shit up. And unfortunately, there's always an element of truth in all of this. I have no doubts in my mind that there are elites out there who are pedophiles that traffic children. That in itself is horrific and needs to stop. But mm-hmm. when you add on to this, they're lizard people and they flay people's skin alive and they eat them and all this other wild stuff. Yeah, there's a percentage of it that could be true, but it dismisses all the stuff that we know is legitimate. Yeah, yeah, you, you're spot on. It, it goes that one step too far. You know, like gone are the days of, of where conspiracy theories were fun. Everything was lizard people and aliens and this, and it was, you know, it was fun. And then we're at the point now where this shit's not fun anymore because it's all fucking real. 
you know, we, we, when, when everyone heard their first conspiracy, they're like, fuck yeah, this is fun. And then as you get along, it's like, fuck, those people actually exist. Shit. And you're just like, oh, I don't, this world is, is way more fucked up than those conspiracy theories you heard of in the sixties ever could have told you. This is worse. This is an analogy that happened in Melbourne and the media is not talking about it. They're only talking about the extremes as usual. So the free Palestine protests that are happening worldwide. This is like the Q movement in a nutshell. You have all these people that agree on one, one, one thing. They don't think the Palestinians should be bombed. Fantastic. All these people are there shouting, stop bombing Israel, uh, Israel, stop bombing Palestinian children. Leave the kids alone. Yeah, yeah. Then another group gets in. Yeah, ceasefire now. And they're like, yeah, ceasefire. Stop the bombing. And then it takes three yahoos to go, guess all the Jews. <laughs> and then everyone goes, Fuck it. wait, what did that guy say? I said, yeah. guess all the Jews. Yeah, I'm going to leave this protest now. Yeah. So that actually happened in Melbourne. A huge portion of that protest oh, walked away from that group very quickly to try and distance themselves. But the media didn't present it that way. And yeah. unfortunately, this is the impression that the extreme end of Hugh, in my mind, does to the whole truth of movement. Hey, the elites don't um, really care about us and then they don't have our best interests at heart. Yes, we all agree on that. Um, there's high profile people that are pedophiles and they need to be named. Yes, we can all agree on that. The lizard people and the queen and the queen's a 12 foot alien from the Zeta Reticulans planet. Oh, sorry, what? What did he just say? Dismisses the entire movement. Yeah, it, it, it does. And. You know, uh, there was, there was a post on Twitter we both commented on, and we almost commented the same thing. The lady who did the Fall of the Cabal series, which is, don't get me wrong, great series, a lot of really good information into it. The same thing goes that one step too far and links it all to Q and Q, and there's, okay, that's it, I'm out. Because the minute you do that one step too far, you're better off to go one step too short and then it be proven that it is one step too far and go one step too far, and then go, fuck, that never happened. And literally so many people said, you should watch this series. I said, yeah, mate, I did. I said, and I can tell you at what point it turns to total bullshit and lies. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Oh, all oh, right, okay. And, you know, credit to her, that, that series was great. But at a certain point, it goes from truth and detail and data that can be verified and backed up and shown to, oh, this is bullshit. Wild assumptions and yeah. the hopium yeah. stuff comes in. It's yeah. it's almost like you go to a woodworking shop and this old, wonderful, knowledgeable man teaches you how to make, say, a kitchen table and you're lacquering it for the final finish and you've done all the intricate woodwork and you're really enjoying it. And then he says, now, if you sit on the table, it will fly. Yeah. That's that last little bit at the end. And then you just go, fuck off, mate. Fuck off, mate. Come on. Let but me you just know take, what? Take away what was good, yeah. and I'll leave the rest. At that point, at that point, you and I would go, "Are you fucking retarded, mate? Like, are you fucking serious?" The amount of people that would go, "Fuck yeah, I'm so doing that." How fast is like, it? Whoa, hang on, bro. Come on, mate. Think about that. No, he's the woodworker. He taught me. He told me this is going to happen. I go get on there. When it doesn't move, what then? He's got a leather apron and white hair. He knows what he's talking about. Fuck's sake! I knew I should have listened. Unbelievable. What a world we live in. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <sighs> well, still not dismissing all the elements of Q and any listeners, because I know it dropped off the last time we spoke about Q. We had a, a little bit of listener drop. 
offended a few people. If you genuinely have information and you can prove to me you have your receipts, and me. you can show me. And Wade, we're not going to make fun of you like we've been making fun of the general movement at the moment because I understand there could be bad elements and there could be people spreading misinformation about Q to try and discredit it. I get that. If you've got all your ducks in a row, you've got the receipts and you can show us at least five things that are verifiable, I'll be happy to admit I'm wrong. And I will be there to listen and I will be happy to be proven wrong as well. And on that note, I think that's a good end to this conversation. My laptop didn't die during this. That is fantastic. They haven't got me yet. This ginger is sitting pretty. Thanks to the green power lords. And on that note, we'll catch you later, guys. Catch you next time. Thanks, Wade. See you, bud. Hey, everybody. It's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.